Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast, the weekly podcast for moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode 145. Well, hey there, I know it is summertime wherever you are, at least in the United States. I'm sure things are at least getting a little bit warm where you are. They are hot and um, humid here, <laughs> but um, I hope that you are enjoying uh, the summertime. I know the kids are out for school, and one thing that I have felt in particular is that we tend to focus on our mind and our bodies as far as like physical health and mental health, but we don't always talk about the spirit or the soul part. And I really feel like we are um, we are definitely three parts and we need all three of those parts to be in alignment so that we can really show up and be our awesome selves. And I have been thinking about how in trying to have that mind, body, and soul kind of having the balance in my life. I know that there is one part that I am missing out on, and that is just spending more time in reading the Bible for me as a Christian woman and having that that one-on-one time so that I can really like deepen my faith. And I know that this isn't a struggle that I have is and it's not just unique to me. So I brought my friend Brittany on to help with this because one thing that I've learned is that many Americans want to read the Bible more. She even reveals in this episode that we're going to jump into here very soon that there's a statistic that says that 59% of Americans want to read the Bible more, but there's just this block that is preventing a lot of people from doing that. So in this episode, Brittany is going to share with us some of the reasons why women struggle with reading the Bible consistently and some strategies or routines that we can do to help with reading the Bible more. And then also creating a routine that we can truly enjoy and actually start to fall back in love with God's word and with reading the Bible. So if this is something that interests you and something that you could use some help in, make sure that you stay tuned to this full episode. It's really, really good. And I'm super, super happy to have Brittany on. So let's go ahead and jump on in to this week's episode. All right, Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. I'm excited to talk to you today. But before we jump into our topic, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. Well, my name is Brittany Ann, and I run the website equippinggodlywomen.com, where I challenge, encourage, and equip Christian women to be all in in their faith and family. So if you are someone who is a Christian woman, you say, okay, I'm a Christian. I go to church on Sundays, but throughout the rest of the week, like I don't always know what that looks like. Um, that's what I do, just giving practical tips for really busy moms um, to help you figure out, okay, how can I make time for my faith throughout the week? And then I'm also the author of the brand new book, Fall in Love with God's word, practical strategies for busy women, where I help Christian women to find a Bible reading time that works well for them in the middle of their busy life. 
Yes. And Brittany, you brought up your book, which I'm super excited <laughs> about. I have um, it right here. It's so pretty. I it love is. It. it is. Congrats on that. That is Thank a you. really huge accomplishment. And I'm super proud of you. Um, you. Just because I've been watching and following you for a while. So congratulations to you on that one. Now, I was just wondering, what was the inspiration for this book? Like, what made you say, like, I want to write about this? Yeah, that's a great question. For me, kind of the inspiration was that I had read a statistic a couple of years ago that said that 59% of Americans as a whole, not just Christians, but 59% of all Americans want to read their Bibles more. And yet only 31% of Americans read their Bible on at least a weekly basis. So that could be multiple times a week, but at least once a week. And as soon as I read that statistic, it really just stuck out to me. Why is it that so many of us, we say we want to read our Bible. We know it's important. We know it's something we should do. You know, we're Christians, like we should be reading the Bible. And yet we just don't read it as nearly as often as we want to. And when I read that statistic, that was my story too. I mean, I am a Christian living blogger. Like this is what I do for a living. And still like at that time I had little kids and I really struggled to read my Bible as often and as consistently and to get as much out of it as I wanted to. And I was like, why is this? What is this disconnect? It's not that we don't have access to a Bible. If you are watching this, um, if you are listening to this podcast right now, you have access to the internet. You have access to Christian podcasts. You have the ability to read God's word, to listen to Christian podcasts, all of these things. And yet, you know, are we doing this as often as we would like. And I know for me, when I was a busy mom, I wasn't, I was busy. I was working. I was taking care of the kids, cooking, cleaning, doing the laundry, doing all of the things. And it was just something that always fell on the back burner for me. So that's really what started me on this mission of, okay, we know this is important. We know we should do this. Why aren't we doing this? And more importantly, like, how can we fix this? Like, how can we make it so that women do feel empowered that we have the time, we have the ability that we can take this time for a relationship with God when we know it's so important? Yes, definitely. And I'm totally in that 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 group there too. That's like, yeah, I, I definitely want to do more. And it's not an access problem. It's definitely, I think, a priority and a time management problem. So I was just wondering, what are some of the strategies that you would say to start with if you are noticing the problem that you're not really reading the Bible as much as you want to, and you definitely want to do better. But what are some of the, some practical things that we can do right now that are simple, but don't take too much effort or, or thought to it, but we can definitely feel more accomplished and feel like we're making progress towards reading the Bible more. That's a great question because it doesn't have to be this like whole thing where we say, okay, I'm going to set aside an hour of my day and I'm going to sit and like do this whole big inductive Bible study. It doesn't have to be this whole drama thing where you like set aside your whole life and quit your job and like go on a mountaintop somewhere. Like it really can be this quick, simple, whatever you have time for sort of thing. So for me, when I first started this journey, I said, okay, I know my problem is that I am busy. I'm working. I have kids. Like I have a lot of things going on, but I want to make this a priority. So the first thing that I did was simply to choose a time during my day to say, this is my time. Because I know for me, what I would always do is to say, okay, I'm going to get around to it. I don't feel like it right now. I'm going to do it later. Yeah, I'll do it later. I'll get around to it. 
And spoiler alert, I didn't get around to it. It didn't happen when I took that approach. So I said, okay, no, enough is enough for me. Like I'm going to make this a priority. I'm going to do this. And so at that time I had emailed my community at Equipping Deadly Women. And I said, okay, here's what I'm doing right now. I am deciding. And I'm like telling you publicly, like I am making this a priority 8 a.m. every morning. That is the time for me. I'm going to sit and read my Bible. I knew that 8 a.m. would be a good time for me because I had kids who were starting to be elementary school age. So most of my kids had gone to school at that point. I still had a little one home, but she's pretty quiet. Um, so most of my kids had gone to school. I would be back home. Um, I worked from home, but I hadn't started work for the day yet. I knew if I tried to wake up at like four or five in the morning, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like just realistically, I still had littles. I was tired. That's would be setting myself up for failure. Or if I was saying, okay, I'm going to do it last thing at night, nine o'clock. No, I'm pretty worthless at that time of day. And like my whole family will tell you like, no, that is not a good time for anything for mom. Um, So that's not going to work for me. Or, you know, at four o'clock in the afternoon, my brain is buzzing from all the like kids needing snacks and work and all the things like none of those would work well for me. So if I tried to read my Bible during that time, of course, I'm going to feel like a failure because that's just not a good time for me. Um, but I knew that for me, 8 a.m., this is the time I set it aside and I challenged all of my readers at Equipping Godly Women to do the same. So that is really where I started. Um, if you feel like the biggest obstacle, because there's lots of obstacles that can get in your way of reading the Bible. Um, and I talk about that in the book as well. Like these are the various different obstacles and then here's how to combat each of those obstacles. But for me, I knew the biggest problem was that I was busy. I had a lot going on. So knowing that about myself, Choosing that time and saying, okay, this is the time I'm setting this aside is really what helped me the most. And then the second thing that I would add is also to find a way to get in your Bible that works for you. Like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be this whole big drama thing. You don't have to say, oh, I saw someone on Instagram who like had this Bible study and they had their coffee with the like beautiful little like whipped cream thing on top. Like it doesn't have to look like that. Those make great Instagram pictures, but that's not always real life. So what works for you? What would you actually enjoy? What would you look forward to? So you stop seeing reading the Bible as this obligation, like, oh, I have to go do this thing. It's another thing on my to-do list. But no, what would you actually look forward to and want to do? If you are somebody who loves reading, maybe you do love sitting down and reading the Bible. That's great. But maybe you don't really love that. You don't look forward to that. Okay, so what would you look forward to? Do you need to have a Bible study that you go with alongside of it that helps explain everything to you or a devotional that's like made for working moms where it's really going to understand your struggles and give you the encouragement you need? Do you, um, lately I've been listening to the Bible um, as an audio Bible and using an app where I go through because I'm just in a really busy season like these couple of weeks. So that's been really helpful for me that I don't have to even take the time to sit down and like make sure everything's quiet and everything's perfect. I put on my audio Bible while I'm driving the kids to school or back from school, or if I am um, going for a run or whatever I'm doing, then I can listen to it. So there's a lot of different ways. It doesn't all have to look the same way. It really is a matter of, okay, when are you going to find the time to do this? And then what is that going to look like? How can you do it in a way that you'll actually enjoy it and look forward to it? And you're like, this is my time. This is when I get to step away for a minute and focus on my faith. Um, and it's something that you really enjoy, not something that you do because you have to do. And I talk all about that in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And you brought up a really good point too. Like you have to figure out what works for you and whatever way that looks like, because I'll be honest, there's sometimes like, I'll see some other ladies that I'll just being honest. I feel kind of like, 
oh no, like intimidated, like, oh, well, she has like that fancy stuff and she does all of these things. And her Bible study is like really elaborate. And mine is just like on this app and is womp womp compared to hers. And I feel like I get into that whole comparison thing. But at the end of the day, like I was finding and I found an app that was really helpful for me that literally was like breaking down um, different books in the Bible. And I did... Oh, I know I did Revelation because that one was so good. And I started another one and did not finish. But it was so good because it was really like bite-sized, like 10 minutes. That was it. And it didn't look like, you know, Betty Sue over here with her fancy mm-hmm. little <laughs> devotional that she had going on. But I'm just wondering about the mom that's like, okay, like I I got it. I, I figured out a time that works for me, but how can I make it more of a routine? Or like, is there any other um, strategies that you have for making sure that we stay consistent with it? I guess is my question. Absolutely. So I would say the first thing is just making it enjoyable. So it's something that you look forward to because if you are choosing something that's not, and something that's realistic, because if you're choosing something that's not realistic, that you don't enjoy doing, of course, you're not going to want to stick with it. Nobody is like, oh, I have to go do this thing that I hate doing. So first making sure that it's something that's realistic for your life. If you are super busy and all you can do is five minutes a day, then do your five minutes a day. That's fine. It's much better to do five minutes a day than to say, okay, I'm going to do 45 minutes a day, knowing that that's not going to happen. So it's much better to start small. Um, If you can start so small and create a micro habit, like the smallest habit where you're like, I can do this. Even if you're literally, if you're like, I can read a verse a day. Great. Do that because the hardest part is just getting started. Once you can get in the consistent routine of doing literally your verse, your five minutes a day, it's so small that like, of course you're going to do it. Um, and if that is too big, choose something smaller. Um, but once you get in the habit, then it's so much easier to add more onto it, but don't feel like you have to start somewhere else. Um, Another thing that's really helpful for me personally is to use like printable tracking sheets. And I have a bunch on my website, equippinggodlywomen.com, but different things where you can go through and say, okay, here are my goals or here are my habits that I want to have and have that tracking sheet, put it up on your wall somewhere where you're going to see often or even printable Bible verses so that you can think about it throughout the day when you're doing other things. But having a visual reminder, it's up on your wall, it's on your fridge, it's on your mirror, wherever it is where you're going to see it, um, I think is really helpful to help you remember. Um, And then just start small and work on consistency. And you can always build from there, but you don't have to start with this big, like, oh my goodness, it's going to be perfect. Um, just start small and create a habit. And also another thing to realize is just to know that it's not always fun on day one. By this, I mean, at this point, I actually really love reading my Bible. I get a lot out of it. I think it's super interesting. I think it's super practical. I love reading it and seeing like, this is how God worked in their lives. And the same God who parted the Red Sea, the same God who um, did all of these amazing things years ago, That's the same God who cares about me today. He can still do and still does do all of these same miracles today. I think that's so exciting. Like he has this incredible plan that's been going on for thousands of years and we get to be a part of that. And he has his power available to us and he has forgiveness for us and he has strength for us. And all of these things that we as busy working moms, we need, God has them for us. And they're right there in his word and we get to access them. Um, We get to have a relationship with the God who created the entire universe. I just think that's so magical and wonderful. And yes, of course, wouldn't you want that? that. But I didn't feel like that on day one. I don't think most people do. It's the first day that you sit to read and you're like, okay, that was a great story. You know, whatever, that's fine. Um, 
It always starts there. It's okay if it feels like a chore or a habit at first. That's okay. That's normal. That happens. Um, But I would just encourage you, it comes to life when you read it regularly, when you read it consistently, when you start to have those days where you're like, I read this verse this morning and it was exactly what I needed today. And God knew. Or when you step out in faith and obey, there's so many times in my life where like I have a decision to make and I'm like, okay, what kind of mom am I going to be today? Am I going to be a grouchy mom or am I going to be a happy mom? Or how am I going to respond to my husband when he's driving me insane? Um, Because marriage, you know, it happens. But, you know, am I going to be this kind of wife or am I going to be this kind of wife? And when you have those Bible verses that just pop in your head right when you need them, you're like, okay, yes, I know, like this verse comes to mind. I know the right thing to do and I'm going to choose to do it. And then when you choose to obey and you see the fruit of that and you see the blessings of that, that's when it comes to life. And that's when it really is interesting and you fall in love with God's word, but that doesn't happen on day one. You have to get in the word first. You have to make it a habit. And once you're doing it consistently enough to see the benefits, then you're like, yes, this is good. And then you want to stick with it because you're seeing the impact that it's having on your life. Yes, absolutely. And you're just making me think too about, you know, when you're saying, you know, getting into it first. And I know a lot of times, um, you know, challenges happen in life as, as we all know. Um, and I'm just thinking about those times, like, especially like, for instance, I'm just going to talk about myself really quick yesterday. Like I woke up with knots in my stomach and was like super stressed about a meeting I was going to have that evening. And I was just now looking back on it. I'm like, Tony, and like, you really could have like went to like a a certain scripture and that could have just kind of like eased things out for you. So you didn't have to go through the whole day with knots in your stomach. Like really, was it really that serious? And so I'm just wondering, like, when you have those challenging moments, are there certain scriptures or verses that you either remember or are there certain places that you go to um, to get that encouragement, to get um, whatever it is that you need to help you within that challenging time? Because I think a lot of times we forget that, you know, just like God is there in those happy times, he's also there in those not so happy times too. And he's definitely willing and able to to help you out, but you got to remember to ask him for help. And I think that is, I'll be honest, is my problem and problem with a lot of moms. We forget to ask for help, just period, with anybody. Um, but I'm just wondering, where do you go to when you're having those challenging times? Is there certain Bible apps, um, certain scriptures, um, concordance? What, what do you use when you need some encouragement and um, just to get through anything that may be challenging you at the time? Well, for me personally, I don't have a specific verse that I always go back to or a specific like, oh, I always go to this Bible app or I always go to this thing. I don't have something like that that I consistently go back to. For me, because I have been a Christian for so long, I grew up in the church and I have been an active Christian, like serving God for so long. For me, what I tend to go back to is the experiences that I've had with God in the past. If you read through the Old Testament, there are so many places where it says, whoever, Joshua, or, you know, I'm making up, you know, somebody, Moses, somebody, Abraham, God did something amazing and they built an altar of stones. And they said like this, and they gave the city a name and they said, this is the place where God did this. This is the place where God did this miracle, where he came through and we are erecting a altar or I don't know if an altar is the right word, but like we, it's a pile of stones, but we are erecting this monument 
would be the better word, um, for us to remember that God came through. And I think that's the most powerful thing for me is to remember the things that God has done in my past. When I am tempted to say, I don't want to do the right thing. I don't want to do it your way. Like, I just want to be difficult and I want to be stubborn and I want to like be mad about something. And I just want to be over here and I don't want to listen. I want to do it my own way. But then I look back and I'm like, you know what? Every time that I have done things God's way, it has never failed me. I have never regretted it. And I have seen the fruit of it, maybe not immediately, but I can look back on so many stories of things that God has done in my life and said, you know what? He came through then and he came through then and he came through then. He's going to come through now. He's not going to suddenly be like, oh, just kidding. I'm leaving you on your own. Um, He's come through. I know God well enough at this point, not well enough, like in general, like there's always more to know, but I know him well enough to say, okay, this is the kind of God that I serve. And I can stake my faith on this. I've seen enough. I've experienced enough. I know enough that I know this God is not going to let me down. However, I say this after, you know, 30 years in the church of like walking this out and trying to obey. So I, you know, you're not going to be there on day one. And I'm not trying to say I've arrived at all. This is still like a constant struggle. Um, but you're not going to start there. You're not going to have this deep faith of, I know God will provide unless you have stepped out in faith and obedience before and given him the opportunity to come through. Um, to give a story, um, several years ago, I was convicted that I should be tithing. So this is something I was like, I know it's a good idea, but we were young. We were broke. I had student loans. We had a child with medical issues. He's fine. But, um, we had a lot of hospital bills and we were just kind of newlyweds just starting out. But I was convicted by the verse um, Malachi 3.10 that says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. And so I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I told God, like, I am so full of anxiety. Like I cannot even do that right now, but I will take baby steps. I will go in that direction. I will not obey perfectly, but I will try. Um, and I can give you that. And I just remember like starting off really small, like I will tie it like the small percent and then I'll tie it a little bit more and then I'll tie it a little bit more. And I'm pretty sure I share this story in the book, but when we were $30 a week away from the full amount, I just knew like it was time I needed to go all in. And I was freaking out because I just do freak out about stuff. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where this money is going to come from. Like, I don't like that. Math does not make sense. Um, but God, I trust you. I know that you, I know that you were telling me to do this. I know that you were right. I like you and from a human perspective, it doesn't make sense. I don't know how this works. Um, but you're the God of, of the universe and you own a cattle on a thousand hills and you can do anything. So I'm just gonna trust you, even though it's really hard. And so I did. Um, in two weeks, three weeks. Very shortly thereafter, uh, my husband came to me and he was like, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, <clears throat> I got a raise at work and the amount was $30 a week. So I get choked up because that's the God that we serve. He does things like this and he does them all the time. But what you need to know about that story is God didn't provide the money first and asked me to do something with it. He asked me to do something and then he came through. And I feel like that's what happens so often in our life when we are going through these trials, like you asked about, okay, how do you find encouragement? How do you do these things? You don't wait for God to show you the way. You just say, okay, God, I know who you are because I read your word, 
because when I see all these stories, and that is where I get so much encouragement today as I am reading the word and I read about Noah and Abraham and all of the people through the Old Testament. And I'm like, wow, God, you came through. You came through in really big ways. You're still the same God today. So that's why I love reading the Bible because it reminds me like, this is the God I serve. So Yes, there are so many amazing verses and you can get on Google. And I would encourage you if you're like, okay, I just, I just want a verse. Like, please just tell me a reference. Like, yes, there are so many of those too. Um, you can get on Google and you can say verses for anxiety, verses for worry, verses about finances, whatever it is, um, verses for health. And you can look them up and there are, I have them on my website and there, I can tell you like, there are so many websites devoted to like, they will give you lists of amazing verses and you can write it on an index card and you can memorize it and you can stick it on your wall and you can have it in front of you all the time where you need it. And they're very easy to find, literally just get on Google. But for me personally, I love just reading through God's word and seeing how he's been faithful in the past. And I don't love obeying very often, but after I do. I love seeing how he comes through in completely surprising and amazing ways. And then I can look back afterwards, not before. We don't get the benefit of being like, okay, I know exactly, God, what you're going to do. I know exactly how it's going to work out. And sure, like your plan looks good. I approve of your plan. So I'm going to know it's just, you just take the steps because you know who God is. And then he comes through and reminds you like, you know, it really wasn't that hard. You should have just listened because I had a whole plan. I was just waiting for you to obey. Yeah. Yes. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Definitely encouraging and definitely I'm I'm feeling a whole lot better about <laughs> my own personal experience that I'm having over here. So thank you for sharing that. Now, um, Brittany, I was just wondering if there is any other words of encouragement or motivation that you can give us real happy moms before we signed off, especially when it comes to getting into God's word a, a little bit more each day. I would say to give yourself grace. There is no entrance exam when you get to heaven where God is going to pull out his clipboard and say, okay, now how many times did you read? Oh, you only read that many because you were too busy providing for your family and like changing diapers and doing your kids homework. How dare you take care of your family? That's not going to happen. We're not going to get to heaven and God's going to be like, you are not enough because how dare you take care of your family when you should have been reading my Bible? Like that's not a thing that's going to happen. Instead, it really is a matter of, for me, it's deciding what kind of mom do I want to be? Am I going to be a perfect mom? No, I'm going to feel every single day and I do. Um, But I want to be a mom who loves the Lord and I want to be a mom who loves my family. And so every single day, and this is how I think of it, if I fall off the wagon, that's fine because every day is a new day and his mercies are new every day. And so it's not a matter of getting all the check marks and it's not a matter of, I had this perfect quiet time. It's not a matter of like, look at me and what I can do. It's every single day. I know I need God. And I'm going to mess up a billion, million, zillion times. And my family will tell you, um, there are going to be lots of rough days, but every day is an opportunity. You can start today. You can take baby steps and that's good. And God sees that and he honors that and he loves that. And it's so good for you too. So that is my encouragement is don't worry about being perfect. Every day is a new day to just try a little bit more new. Awesome. And thank you for that as well. Now, Brittany, if we want to connect with you, learn more about you, get your book, where can we find you online? Well, the best place is my website, equippinggodlywomen.com. I have so much stuff there. Um, so much stuff. 
But if you want more information about the book specifically, the best place for that is to go to fallinlovewithgodsword.com. You can read the first chapter for free, see if it's something that might be helpful for you. Um, I can tell you it's super practical, super encouraging, super like step-by-step. Here is how you make time as a busy mom. Um, So if that sounds like something that you were interested in, I would love for you to check out the first chapter for free. Awesome. Awesome. And I will make sure to include those links in the show notes. Thank you again so much, Brittany, for coming on. This has been so, so good. Thank you so much for having me. Now that's it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes mentioned in this episode, head over to realhappymom.com slash 145 and make sure you join us over in the after party. I'm talking about the Real Happy Mom Facebook community by going over to realhappymom.com slash community. This is a wonderful Facebook group for you to join where you can get more of these tips and inspiration as well as monthly trainings that are gonna help you with simplifying motherhood and making you more productive. All right, now that is it for this episode. I'll be back again next week for another full episode. Take care and with lots of love.